Welcome, sexy, ugly, nondescript people to the Beer and Banter Podcast, episode four. Uh, so, today, tonight, this morning, this afternoon, in the middle of the night, whenever you're listening, because you can listen anytime, folks, that's what's amazing about these things, we are going to be discussing um, travel, part four, from the airport onwards. Who knows where we're going to stop? Tune in to stay to find out. Stay tuned to find out something like that. I've not even cracked open my tin yet either. Ryan, you're going to be chatting about political correctness. Political correctness, aka PC, if you like a little acronym. And Timbo. Yeah, I'm going to be talking about the England football team. The England football team. You can tell. You can tell him surrounding that. Put in for that before he answered. And Steve, what are you going to be talking about tonight? Unnecessary pauses. Sorry? Unnecessary pauses. <laughs> Can we get a little do in there? <laughs> um, also, um, I, I, I couldn't really think what to discuss, but I'm going to go down the plastic bag route. Oh, so. yes. Love it. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, so... <laughs> Um, and then Ed is Ed is off on urgent business right now. <laughs> uh, I don't know whether it involves a squatting still or not, but he's he's otherwise engaged right now. But hopefully we will have him back for the podplay later on. So stay tuned. So um, do, do you want to see what everybody is um, everybody sipping on tonight? Ryan, you'll go first. I have got whiskey cask thistle cross. Oh, so he's still on the cider. Now, we've got some big, exciting news you will not want to miss, okay? But you need to stay tuned to find out what that exciting news is, okay? So, yeah, just hang on. Hang on to your hats if you're wearing them. If not, put a hat on and hang on to it. Tim, what are you boozing on? I haven't got anything, actually, so that's a bit rubbish. What? Okay, we need to sort that out. Should I, go and get, should, should I go and get something? You, you think? definitely should. Because you, you, know, need it, um, you need it for your accent, don't you? You need it for talking about the English. Well, football. no, I was just thinking, we, we had a few round the other night, and I said, friends said, can I get anything? Can I bring anything? Yeah, bring some beers. What did he bring? Eight cans of tenants. Oh, they're not friends. <laughs> that's that's what I call a friend of me. <laughs> I know you love anyway, that word. I'll be back. <laughs> oh, shut up, you... <laughs> I think Frenemy did it. <laughs> it was just the nail in the coffin. And Steaks, what are you drinking? Um, Tim stole my thunder. I actually don't have anything here. I've got an old jock in the fridge, but I don't know who I want to drink it now or drink it after this. <coughs> I should drink it now. I should go and get my old jock. We're, we're ill-prepared for this podcast, I would say. Well, you see, when people, you know... Send a text message. I'd say that's why he's not here. Give very little advance, then you just don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 ever ready. Oh, Tetley's number four. Which they claim is their totally new sort of lager. Right. Don't they make tea? Different Tetley's. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I have got in the fridge? Um the Guinness West Indies Porter. Oh, nice. Yeah, I haven't tried That's it. Nice. But, um, yeah, it's in the fridge. 
Um, yeah. um, is slavery not being abolished? Um, I'm not sure. You ever thought Jeez. about making Jeez. is slavery being abolished? Well, you just said you had a West Indies porter in your fridge. Unnecessary pauses again. And I am drinking um, something called Castles in the Sky, cold IPA from the 21st Amendment Brewery. That's um, a good song title. Really interesting artwork, actually, we've got Castles on the, in the Sky. Not even sure where I got this, I think. Was it from Tesco or... No, it might have been Asda. might have been Asda, Windsor. I don't see a castle, actually, there. I see Big Ben, but that's not a castle. It's just called Castles in the Sky. It's like uh, I went to walk to Gosby, um, like the big the big barn and the falls yeah. in Gosby. And there's a sign that says, that points towards Gosby Tower, and someone's put a, an asterisk next to it, and then underneath it wrote... Not a tower. What is it? It's a monument, really. A monument. Oh, I'm a... And it's not one. It's it's not a monument. Monument people like. I don't think. I thought you were going to come up with a story about Dunrobin Castle because that's just. A Where's this? Golsby. Golsby, the one up, the one up the hill. Yeah. The one of the Duke of Sutherland. Yeah. Yeah, the people don't like that. Yeah. No. Well, he's, he was a bit of a bad man. Just, 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 just to confirm everything that you had already said. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I thought the sign was funny because it says Gosby Tower and then someone's put an asterisk and then underneath it. That is. <laughs> not I'm a sure. tower. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me. It's okay, the kind of thing you would do, that... but it was pink and it was girly handwriting, so more likely to be Sikhs. I've got a pink, what's wrong with pink? Yeah. So with that, um, with that little uh, detour aside, thanks for the thanks. For anecdote. The I wouldn't exactly call it an anecdote, but there we are. Um, Steve is going to start us off tonight with some amazing information about the topic that I can no longer remember, but I'm sure it's going to be fascinating. Like I thought you were starting. No, I'm not starting. I started. I started two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to start my timer. I have a timer that started already. Ten minutes on the clock. Go. Well, mine is already more ahead than yours. So, um, plastic bags—they're just everywhere, aren't they? I don't really want to speak too much about it because it's ten minutes, and I can't speak for ten minutes. However, um, how many plastic bags are discarded in the USA per year? What do you think, McCleanface? I, I I don't know, but I disagree wholeheartedly with your opening statement that plastic bags are everywhere because they're not. They are very rarely in my car at the point that I need to go to a supermarket and buy some things to put in a bag. And more often than not, I end up having to buy yet another bag because I haven't taken one with me. Usually because I go to Tesco or another supermarket for one thing and end up buying 20. Okay. Thank you. I'll come back to that. Um, Tim, how many bags? I would say, do you mean do you mean the continent of North America or just the United States of America? Did you say the United States of America? The, the United States of America. I would say the United States of America discards probably three plastic bags 
a year because they use they use brown paper bags for their shopping. Okay, uh, Ryan, do you want to add something serious to this conversation? Ten million. Right. The answer is one hundred million. Billion. One hundred billion. That's what I said. Okay, so that's just one big country. So think of what the UK does as well. And every time, like, I get annoyed because you you buy something from the shop and say it's like, I don't know, penguin bars or something, or, you know, it's plastic on the outside and then inside, they're all wrapped in individual plastic and it's not recyclable. It all ends up in the bin, takes hundreds and hundreds of years to break down. And when it does, it's toxic, probably toxic bag that's broken down in your car. And that's why you can't find them. They've all broken down. Um, however, on a positive side, I read that fish eat thousands of tons of plastic waste every year. So maybe not all bad plastic bags. Hmm. Tim, do you have a comment? Yeah, I was um, at a local fish and chip establishment a few months ago in Helmsdale. Shall I name it? There's not too many. There's not too many chippies in Helms. I was at, at La Mirage, and they had a little sign that said "plastic bag five pence." But oh, that's good. Paper bag ten pence. <laughs> so it is costing me more to save the environment, according to La Mirage and Helmsdale. What's that all about? Answer me that, Stephen. I, I have. I've seen if that, that is your name, been out there myself before. And I agree that it should be plastic bags. Maybe they should just even stop having them. It, just just have the paper bags. And if it's going to cost 10p, then it's going to cost you 10p. Fine. Well, see, would they even have thought of charging for paper bags before they were forced to, to charge for plastic bags? Oh. And, and given that the paper bags are going to be more expensive for them to buy in, because let's face it, plastic is so cheap and dispensable which is the problem um is it just a government created problem right so you say dispensable i would take issue with that and i would say that they're not dispensable because they're destroying um the planet um ryan well so we don't we don't want to use plastic bags because they they end up taking ages and they're toxic and you know they're bad for the environment but plastic bags to make that you've got to cut down trees and as far as i'm concerned there's a lot of environmentalists who are looking to stop cutting down as many trees as we are such you as the Amazon rainforest. yeah paper bags sorry yeah but do you not think there's enough paper around that can be recycled as well that maybe you picking paper bags out of the other thing is um before plastic bags you had to pay for them um every time in the supermarket we just get a plastic bag and take your food away um whereas now if i've got a few things i don't even think about a plastic bag i think i'm not paying for a plastic bag i'm just gonna gather them all up together yeah and i'll take them to the car and i think previously i would have felt if i'd done that i would have felt stupid doing it i I felt people are going to be looking at me as if there's something wrong with me because i don't have a plastic bag and i've got all stuff um Whereas now it's kind of like the norm. 
Klein, just disagree with me. Disagree with me. It's it's not the norm, Steve. People still look at you and think you're pretty stupid, right? <laughs> when you're going out and you've got all these apples and oranges and you're juggling them and you fall and like then your eggs smash and like, oh, why did I not just pay 10p for a bag? But going back to one of your points earlier about dispensable bags and all that, right? Um, I don't think there's as much plastic in the oceans as what there used to be, right? And I know this for a fact because I have like 500 plastic bags in my garage. I can virtually mo not move. I cannot access tins of paint in my garage because there are so many plastic bags. Another point, right? If, if we get rid of plastic, where is all these made from recycled plastic things going to come from if we, don't, if we don't have plastic to recycle? It's, 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 a, it's a dilemma. There's, it's, a, it's a paradoxical dilemma. I don't think it is a dilemma because you, you, there's other things you can make bags out of that doesn't involve plastic whatsoever. Uh, Nova tires. Does anyone know what New York is doing about not just their plastic bag issue, but their waste issue? The um, waste. You, can, you can discuss that in your own 10 minutes. Well, no, because this does, it does link in. Plastic bags, not no, it does It does link in, which is why I'm asking, does anyone know before I explain? They, they bury it and put grass over it? No, they don't. They ship it and they burn no. it and produce energy from it. They're no, great. It. They burn it. All right. They burn all of it. They they try and burn as much of it as possible, and they create energy from it. They, they're taking they the waste and they're turning it into electricity, which I think is a really good idea. They, it's not all that efficient, but there's a plant in Dundee that does it as well at MSIP. Okay, enough. Um, that's okay. I agree with you, but they also have big, massive um, green spaces, which are built on waste toxic waste and have to be careful it doesn't go Tim. They're not a place in Pulpley Town that does that. There must Mr. be. Takes the I waste know, and, and that all die a death. I, I know die. New York's the biggest one. They do it on a huge scale and I know that MSIP, which is Michelin's old factory, they've got a site that does it. So it's New York, okay. Dundee plastic and Pulpley Town. That's pretty good. Plastic bags. Fine, plastic bags. Get it back on on it's a good idea. No, I, I was going off on a tangent. Don't, don't, don't let me talk. Right. Anybody else that comment about plastic bags? Um, I think the key is. Uh, I know Ryan's going to be discussing political correctness soon. I think the key to get rid of getting rid of plastic bags is to get more women involved, um, <laughs> because uh, you know Lee Evans. He, you know he made a point many years ago that that you get a plastic bag, a woman will just put it in a drawer. That's it. It's gone. Or or what they'll do is they'll get an old um, like aerial box and rip the top off it and make a hole and you just put your plastic bag in there and it just and it can hang on the kitchen door and the next time you're going out, oh, just pull a plastic bag out, away you go. So get more women involved and that will solve the plastic bag problem. Right, okay, interesting point. There are parts of um, various oceans that are stretched for hundreds of thousands of square miles that are literally plastic. And um, there's one in the North Sea as well. I'm going to take Klein first because he's been waiting cautiously. Permission to take a minor detour? No, Tim. Oh, um, these vast areas that you're talking about where there's just plastic, like in yeah. the North Sea, are there any housewives living there? I no. suspect not. You see the connection? 
No, that might be mermaids. Klein. Um, I'm taking the detour anyway. Uh, so it's not it's not plastic <laughs> bags, right? But it's very related, especially when you're talking about the, the sea and plastic and everything else, right? Please don't get rid of plastic straws. I know everybody thinks that plastic it's straws what? are are like the, the, the enemy and the devil. Don't. Have you ever tried to have a McDonald's milkshake with a paper straw? It, it just doesn't work. It does not work. Bring back plastic straws. That's my, that's my mandate. If I get elected as okay. a okay. MP. Okay. Right, you've had your time. Time's really up. Plastic straws, okay, they're convenient, but it's still a no because it's still plastic. It's still bad for the environment. Get a metal straw. Carry it around with you. That's even more Right. Thanks for listening to all I've had to say and what you guys had to say. My time is up. So. That's not annoying. Yes, it is. Your time is up. <laughs> uh, who's next? I wanted, to say more about, I wanted to say more about plastic straws. I want to speak more about that, actually. I was quite enjoying do it, that. Do it in your own time. You can do what you want in your own 10 minutes. Oh. <coughs> okay, so next up is, wait for it, it's Timbo. Yes. Excellent. So I would just like to talk a little bit about plastic straws. Um, <laughs> I am with Klein on this. That I've never, I've not had a McDonald's strawberry milkshake, but when, when you have a, pla eventually the paper straw, it just kind of goes to mush and you get that horrible feeling on your, the edge of your teeth. It's like, oh. And politicians bang on, yes, we've banned plastic straws. And you think, yeah, right. There's there's lots of things happening in the world, but well done, you've banned plastic straws. <clears throat> anyway, I, I, um, I'll just go to Stephen briefly on that subject. Okay, just to waste another tiny bit of your time. Okay, so it's, it's an inconvenience that you have to use like a, a, a paper cardboardy straw it's so what, what about convenient. what about the um the poor turtle that's got plastic straws coming out of its ears and can't breathe anymore and can't hear anything why 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 is it drinking milkshakes this is a turtle dave i i look we can't solve everything you know and I, i'm just saying it 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 affects me on an emotional level having that kind. It's like someone putting their fingernails on a, a chalkboard, a blackboard. It's that kind of, eh, don't like it. Ryan. Are you sure that you still use plastic straws in Parliament? I think I read that somewhere recently. No. Nothing, nothing would surprise me. If you're going to say they're not hypocritical, then. Not for drinking. News, that's what that is. But I'm, I'm all against turtles having straws out their ears. That's not. I, it's not a good look. No, it's not. No, I take that back. Um, so I just wanted to briefly talk about my actual subject, which is the England football team. And apparently there was a football match and the team in blue did quite well, which was you know good for them. I just, I watched the game with some friends and we got, you know, sure. to the penalty shootout and three players for England missed the penalties. And at that point, I said to one of, I turned to one of my friends and said, they are going to get absolute abuse on social media tonight because of this. And lo and behold, what happened the next day, that was all over that. I, I just think it's really sad that in 2021, you could predict that this, this was going to happen. And I don't, I, don't, I don't really have much to say about the England football team and their performances. I don't really care. They got to the final. They lost the final. 
But I, it's just sad that you know that that is what's going to happen. Um, what what's what's going on? You know, it's it's terrible. Uh, Ryan, I think it's a disgrace to be honest that you know people will support England football team. Oh yeah, we're gonna. It's coming home. It's they're going to the final, and then as soon as they lose the final because of some missed penalties, yeah, it, it sucks and it happens that people miss penalties. There's got to be a loser. They instantly turn on them. It's like, what kind of fans are you? A good a good football fan is with the team through its bad times and its good times. Tim, you know better than anyone else. You're a Manchester United fan. They've had some terrible seasons recently. I'm a Liverpool fan. Liverpool haven't had great seasons, but you stick with them. Uh, and, and, and and you're wearing a Derby County t-shirt. I am, yeah. <laughs> Which is even better. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like Darby will never make it to the league. You, you stick with your team through the good times and the bad times. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, so I, I mean, I agree. I was supporting England the whole way through until they lost, and then I switched my team to Italy. But aside from that, um, do you think, and more serious point here, do you think had it been um, three white English blokes that missed penalties, there would have been the same uproar on social media? Is it is it like an England missing penalties? I mean, let's face it, England have not got a good track record with penalties, do they? Is it a thing about just the missing penalties and messing it up for the nation, or is it because of the colour of their skin? It, well, I mean, that's it, it seemed to be to do with the colour of their skin that, that this, this all came to a head, Stephen. Yeah, I would just like to condemn the actions of, of those people on social media who are just idiots. But does, to me, this is something that goes deeper than football. It's not just people being football racists. They're, they're just racists anyway. I mean, we've had all these campaigns about football kick racism out, and to be honest, it's getting worse. Um, and I think maybe do the internet companies, Twitter, do they need to do more to stop this nonsense from being spread about? I mean, I've had, and it's not just this, this racism, yeah, but there's also bigoted stuff as well. A lot of stuff on about Celtic and Rangers as well. It's all bigoted. I've reported people on it who've then been blocked, which I think is great. But it just seems people think they can do what they want on social media. They can kind of think they can hide away from from it. But at the end of the day, they're showing their their true colours that they're just. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I am. I'm white. I'm heterosexual. I'm male, so I don't quite know where I fit into society these days. But I sometimes listen, I listen to radio too, and as a consequence of that, sometimes I have to listen to Jeremy Vine. And Jeremy Vine said, he says, whatever those three penalties were, he says that never entered my mind. That this, um, it's like it was the first thing I said. They are going to get such abuse tomorrow because of the color of the skin, and because they are the they're the players that missed the penalty. I mean, it's it's if they had scored those penalties in England, one, it doesn't mean that racism's gone away. It's still it is still there. Anyway, um, Ryan, did you have an implement? No, Crawford. No, it's gone. Klein. I did. Although, as usual, I was going to go off on a little bit of tangent, actually. So going back yeah, to the whole... I welcome tangents. So going back to the whole kind of Twitter thing and blocking, etc. Um, I, I agree. I think the part of the issue with your Twitters and Facebooks and all those things is that, yeah, someone can be blocked, right? But they can just go on and create another account really easily and just repeat it there's there's nothing about it and i was listening to something a podcast today actually which is quite interesting about web 3.0 and 
And one of the big things that we're talking about about Web 3.0 is a single sign-on mechanism. So you've looked, you've got one set of credentials that allows you to get into everything. So it will allow you to get into pay for PayPal, allow you to log into Next or on your search, yada yada yada. It's like a single single sign-on. Now the beauty with that is, and there's there's lots of kind of technical stuff around it, which is fascinating. But it's, I'll talk about that one day when I eventually finish my travel thing. But one of the beauties of that is if you get blocked on Twitter then you're blocked because your single sign-on mechanism has been stopped. So that means that you can't get onto Facebook, you can't get onto Twitter, you can't get onto McTwitface, you can't get onto anything because your identity has been blocked. And that's kind of oh. what you need to start stopping some of these things. But I don't believe that that's the only answer. Someone mentioned there, it's a much deeper, more fundamental issue than just what surfaces on social media. Oh. Good point, well made. Nice tangent, tangent thing. Ryan. I, I was going to follow up on the tangent. Right. Will that um, bring us back on point? If we do it I can try. With, Doesn't matter. With that kind of Web 3.0 where you have one set of login credentials, that sounds a little bit like what the Americans do with their social security number, which started out as just a social security number and then turned into something that every system seems to use, bank accounts, everything. So surely if someone got your details to that, then they could start being, you know, like an EDL twit face um, and start abusing English players that miss penalties that are black. No, I won't answer it, but I welcome back to it in a future topic because it's fascinating and I love it. Okay, this is good. I like it. Awesome, uh, Stephen. Back on topic. <laughs> I don't know if it's fascinating, but sometimes companies make mistakes and a lot of people that maybe they shouldn't be blocking um and then like donald trump and then no i, I mean like i've had my paypal account it's always slightly different i've had a my paypal account um like frozen because they thought i was sending money into the middle east and something and <gasps> why they thought that is ridiculous so what i'm saying is there's bound to be a, i think ryan has a point that these things i i think these things are always open to be abused in, in, in some way and I don't think that they're they might be more positive but I don't see them as being foolproof just to clarify Stephen wasn't sending money to the Middle East it turned out he was sending it to someone he bought something on on eBay from Midclyth and uh, PayPal blocked him for that no but recently East. um Arthur uh, Strong he got blocked on Facebook didn't he He's a fictional character who's got a Facebook, yeah. Twitter, and he got blocked because he couldn't provide his date of birth. It's just, <laughs> it's just a parody. It's a parody. It's a parody account. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Yeah, so this, I just think it's, you know, it's just sad that you can you can predict that these things are going to happen. It's, it's ridiculous, really. Um, so don't be a racialist would be, the, the, if there's something to take home from this, that'd be it. I'm going to do an unnecessary pause now. Can I just say that your time is up and Klein didn't start his um, stopwatch until about 40 seconds too late? Well, it's because oh. I thought I thought he was just following up on your last topic. So I thought I'm going to give him a little bit of breathing room here. He's one okay, of the nice a- guys. So I was going to give him a little bit of extra time. What a nice guy you are. This Tetley number four is actually quite good. Is it? It's actually quite nice. Mm. What a lovely story. <laughs> That's a nice 
ending signal for ten minutes, eh? Nice little gentle end. It is. Uh, so yeah, looking very emotional, can I say? So I think um, I think, I think I'm going to go next because I'm oh, selfish. Right? I knew you would. Two, two, right, one, well, I'm going for Louis for this ten minutes. Right, so feel free to chip in here, folks, right? Because I'm kind of spitballing here a little bit. So if you remember last week, which I'm sure you do because you'll have subscribed to this podcast, uh, the Beer and Banter podcast, by the way, um, we left you at the airport on our amazing journey. So we're still in this country. We've traveled down. We're at the airport. You have parked your car, right? I'm going to skip over the whole parking thing, which can be a bit of a nightmare in itself. And do, In fact, no, let, let's just do it. So... You get to the airport or you're on your way to the airport. Where do you park, right? So do you park actually at the airport, which is most convenient, but also most expensive? Do you pay ahead for your parking to stay in long-term parking? Do you stay in one of these like Scott parks, which are like, oh, we're on airport premises, but then you have to get a bus and you have to wait like half an hour for the next bus to come along. And then you get dropped at the airport with your cases that you got to load in. Oh, it's just, it's... I mean, that in itself is like just a just a headache, right? So I, I don't know, what, what do you guys do when you're doing parking? Tim, you're a, you're a, you're a wealth of travelling experience. Um, always book in advance, get a good deal, book in advance and do the long stay. If long stay on premises? On, on the airport premises. So no, no buses, you can, you can walk to the airport from your car and try and book in advance, might get a better deal. Okay, top step right there. That's what I do. Stiegel. Why? Why is it so bad that you have to wait half an hour for a bus to come and take you from a car park? Because you're on holiday. You're on holiday. It's half an hour. The, the, the plane leaves at a certain time. So why is that such an inconvenience for you? It's just. It's just a plane. Gonna just fly away and, and, and leave you unless you're late, which you should. But I mean, last time I was abroad, I don't go abroad very often. Um, we stayed in a hotel at the airport and we parked at the hotel car park, left the car there, got a bus from the hotel to the airport, wasn't long, very, very convenient. But you presumably had to pay extra for parking at the hotel? Well, if I paid for the holiday, then yes. So it's, and that, that's what that's kind of grates my nerves a little bit. It's like sometimes like 60, 70 quid just, just to park your car. It's... It, it's, it's crazy. So anyway, let's just assume you've gone through that whole dilemma. You've gone for Tim's choice. You've booked long parking, <laughs> long stay parking at the hotel. You've planned ahead. You've got a bit of discount. I don't think there's many discounts for parking as what there used to be either. But anyway, again, completely different topic. So you're parked up. Uh, you might have stayed overnight if you've got like an early morning flight, which is fantastic if you have because you can just get your car, get to the hotel, throw your bags in straight down, get a beer, and then you're on holiday from that point. That's, for me, that's when the holiday starts, is when you've actually ditched your car, you've ditched your suitcase, you're there, and you've got a pint, right? Or whatever your preferred tap is. So we're at the airport, and so let's say we've had an overnight stay, and we're now going to check in, okay? And last week, we touched on the whole apps and boarding tickets and everything like that. So let's just assume it's all apps because it is nowadays. And I can see increasingly with the whole COVID thing, they want as minimal contact as possible. So it's all going to be apps on your phone. So you've downloaded your boarding passes. You've done the little um, air play thing to be able to send the boarding cast passes. Because usually 
when I go on holiday with my family, usually it's me that downloads them all. And then I'm like, right, Ryan, here's your boarding pass. Denise, here's your boarding pass. Send it over to you. Do, do, make sure you've got them all. So you've got your apps and everything. You've got your boarding passes and you're ready to go through security. Again, we're going we're gonna to bypass the whole checking in, putting in your luggage. That, that can be a bit of a nightmare as well, especially if you use these automatic weighing machines. So you kind of go in and you think, yeah, my, my suitcase is fine. You put it on the machine that says, oh, it's 22.1 kilos. You're only allowed 22. Like, seriously, 22.1. If there was a human there, they would just be like, it's fine. It's just over. We'll let you go through. But no, no, computer says no. They don't have that brain capacity to be able to say, it's fine. It's only 0.1 kilo. And then I, I've never had to do it, thankfully. But you see these people that are like waiting behind the machines and they're opening their cases up and they're taking it out of mine and into yours. And they're like, oh, it's fine. I can put that in my pocket. Oh, that. You don't need that when you go on holiday, do you? I've probably glossed over loads there, and I'm sure Tim and Stephen had something to say, but I was just rambling. I was on a rampage. Tim? I was, it was just interesting what you were saying about the whole going paperless and it's all apps and, you know, scan your boarding pass. Last August, when we flew with EasyJet over to Belfast, you also had to do the, you do, you do the check-in, but you print out your own barcode for your checked luggage so you oh, didn't you, did, you didn't have to approach someone at a check-in desk and say can I check my bag in please you did all of that yourself as well so there it's interesting how quickly um the airline companies can can get around the whole um COVID thing and and, and can can get stuff sorted very quickly to get that done I agree I, I, agree. I hated it the first time I did it but I quite like it now Steve I'm a bit nervous of all, like, I'm not a natural traveller. I like to go with somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, all the kind of digital stuff, it kind of frightens me a bit. Like, I, I don't know if I'd like it. I kind of like the a human to be there. And I, I think all this technology is putting humans out of work as well. Um, security is always usually okay but I forgot to take my metal stuff out of my pocket last time and then you kind of feel do they think I'm a criminal or something to think I'm trying to hide something in here but I wasn't but I just forgot hey hey just just back that truck up we're not, we're not a security yet just just oh, stay, stay on the journey will you after, earlier on we were on the plane no 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 no, no. we're just going through check-in right now you mentioned security earlier no I, no 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 We'll so. check in. So just just hold those horses. I know you're eager to get abroad and to get your tequila sunrise, but just just hang <laughs> fire, right? I was just going to say, Stephen. I think you enjoy talking to people too much. I think that's your issue. Well, I, I, I'm not great with. I can speak to people. I, I'm I probably. I just kind of think humans need. We need jobs, and I, I don't like computers taking over all all the jobs that. I think a human face, if there's something you're not sure about, you can just say, no, I'm not too sure about this. Can you give me a hand? Yeah, mate, that's fine. I'll help you out. Don't worry. You're not the only one. I just feel a bit lost. I feel lost because I'm, maybe it's because I don't travel very often on airplanes, but I just, not keen. Okay. Well, thanks for that. Party paper. Sure. Tim? Hi. <laughs> Could I just recommend, if anyone wants to have a, a, an example of Stephen traveling, to watch Easy Easy Jet by Night on Tim's travels. It's me and Stephen on a flight to Inverness, and 
<laughs> yes, it's everything that Stephen has said happens in that video. <laughs> I'll have to watch it, I think. <laughs> okay, I will look forward to watching that. So anyway, <laughs> let's let's at least get airside, okay? So we'll get checked in. Uh, that might be using a human, right? It might be using a computer. Personally, I love computers, but maybe that's because I make computer programs that put people out of jobs. But anyway, let's gloss over that as well. Um, so yeah, I, I love the whole technology thing. I love being independent, not having to wait in queues and things, being able to do my phone, boop, and the gates open and I go through. I love all that. There's always someone there if you get stuck, so you don't need to be too worried, Steve. But anyway, so we're through checking. We're on our way to security. Uh, and yes, security, oh man, it's just, it's a nightmare, isn't it? it I, and I, I would say I'm a frequent traveler, right? Or it certainly used to be pre-COVID. I used to go away with work quite regularly. So get to security and I'm probably a little bit annoying for some people actually, because I'm like, yeah, I know what I have to do here. So I take my belt off, put it in my bag, empty my pocket, take my watch off. Sometimes the watch goes off, sometimes it doesn't. I always take it off now because I think I don't, I don't want to get stuck with security. I don't want to be holding other people up. So I always kind of, de-robe before I get to security. It's all in my bag. The bag goes in, stuff through. Obviously, nowadays, you've got to take liquids and all that out. But yeah, it's, it's all, it's all, there's, it's so well signposted. There's people shouting, remember, take your liquids out, 100 mil only, put it in a clear bag, blah, blah, blah. So there's all that happening. But still, you get these idiots that put their bag through the machine and then beep, and it's like, oh, 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 but I didn't know makeup was, was liquids. Hello, look at the look at the signs. You edit. Oh, oh, I didn't know that I wasn't allowed to take through a litre of uh, a half open vodka. Oh, oh, that, but it's but it's medicinal purposes. Uh, read, read the posters. Read the posters. They're, they're so annoying, people like that. But anyway, so you buzz through security, hopefully, you get through the other side. And actually, then you, you start to relax a little bit. You get back through, you put your bail on get your watch back on, get your bag on. You're like, yes, we're ready to go. We're through security and we are going to the pub to get a little pre-plane drink, Tim. Do you ever use fast track security? Uh, no, not if you've got to pay for it, no. Uh, you fly business class, you get it. <laughs> yeah, well, BT won't pay business class. Oh, really. what? You're My missing time a is trick up. there. Time You're is missing up. a trick. But tune in next week when... We will be, maybe we might just linger in the pub for a little bit, waiting, waiting for our departure. Maybe we'll do the whole departure line thing next week. So let's do departure line and see whether we can actually get on the plane next week or not. But it's, it's, it's brilliant, isn't it? All this stuff about travel. Who'd have thought we'd have, like, we could have 16 weeks just talking about going on a holiday? <laughs> Your time is up and it is very rude not to take my implement when it was raised. I, had something I was just going to, and then you called me rude, so I'm not going to now. Yeah, but you were rude for not taking it. And I just was wrapping up. up. I was in my conclusion. Like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it would have been much better if I had been chosen. I think Ryan's losing the will to live. Well, I, I, think... I do tend to on holidays, so... What, what I think you say, Can you imagine that, what you're going to experience over 16 weeks, put together in one week? See, I would love it. <laughs> no, Can no. I go instead of you next time, Ryan? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> see, I'm just going back to I, I, liquids and all that. I just think it's all a bit of a nonsense, isn't it? So you you have to put your liquids in a in a bag. Why just? It's just be honest, right? If you can build a bomb out of a hundred milliliter bomb, 
100 milliliter bottle, you deserve to blow up that plane. Bad as your dad. Yeah, but you're not you're not saying anything interesting. I am saying something interesting. I'm saying that like I don't I get nervous. Like if, if I have to get a bus somewhere and I have to change a bus station, it makes me nervous. I don't like it. I think what bus do I have to get? Um, same at a train station, you have to change train, maybe you have a limited time. It's like, oh, what, what platform do you have to get to? I don't know what platform I have to get to. Where is the platform? Am I going to get there in time? I just find it all very nerve-wracking. So know that information. It's not that easy. It is. There's an app for that. Like with trains, trains, train trains, trains, brilliant app, tells you exactly what it is. You can look at live departures, you can find out what platform they're on. It's, it doesn't matter. It's still, I still have to go out the train and maybe it's like 30 seconds to find how to get to the other platform because they're not always that easy. Well, don't don't get trains so close together then. And don't, don't be such a cheapo and do split fares. Joyce. Anyway, anyway, we're, my my travel thing, 10 minutes is up. So don't like, if you want to talk travel and trains and things, get, get your own 10 minute slot on travel, right? Yeah, that's, that's my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but Tim, you had something interesting to say, didn't you? <laughs> so I, I was just, I, I did what I was going to say. It was about things, uh, about liquids. You see, the whole, the whole liquids and thing, I just think it's all part of the game. You just have to play the game, and that's part of it. That's, that's the rules. That's what you do. And, and the train thing, what I do when I get off a train is I go to the big information board that says departures and platform. And go, oh, that's where the platform is. That's where I need to go. Yeah, but you still have to find how to get to the platform because you have to get into the like what state but what, what stations what are I, you talking about? What I want, what I want is is for me to get off the train, some kind of motherly person to be there, and I say Hello. please help me get to platform four, and she'll say, Yes, come this way and I'll help you find the train and get on yeah, it. But if it was if, but if, if but if mum was Every, doing that, you would bye. never get to the train on time. There's usually big signs that says like platform one, platform two, platform three, platform four is this way, platform five, over the bridge. <laughs> exactly, it could be over the bridge and then have to find out where the bridge is. But th- there are usually people you in the street. You can't see a bridge. You can just say to somebody, can you tell me where platform five is, please? No, because they've all been replaced by robots. No, no, no. There, there's usually always still people around. Right. You ever heard of commuters? Anyway, anyway, anyway. So let's move swiftly on. You can tune in next week for Steve's slot on the the terrors of travel. On train spotting. (laughs) So remember, we've got some exciting news, right? So if you're still tuned in, stay tuned for this amazing news. It's going to blow your mind. I can't wait to get the news. I really can't. But you are going to have to wait to get your mind blown. Um, because Ryan's up next. So, Ryan, 10 minutes. If, can I just say, if anybody wants to take a 10-minute nap, now is the time to do it. Wow, that, that's harsh. I thought you two were going, were going to be friends tonight. I, I was actually going to provide some audience participation, but I clearly only have an audience of two. <laughs> right, right. Ready, steady, go. Political correctness. Has it gone too far? Has it gone mad? Is it going too far, Dad? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I thought as well, actually. <laughs> um, Steaks. Uh, you've just asked the same question about ten times. What? Come on. Repetition for emphasis. <laughs> Do you have an answer to one of those ten questions? 
It's gone too far, yes. Absolutely. You do believe so. Tim, has political correctness gone too far? Yes. Brilliant. I'm glad we're in agreement. So that's no, I'm kidding. Um, I'm gonna share with these guys the government website for and I quote, inclusive inclusive language. Sorry, not inclusive. <laughs> are you are you reading upside down again? A little bit. Inclusive language, words to use and avoid when writing about disability. Updated 15th March 2021. Now, this speaks about language guidelines, um, collective terms and labels, positive, not negative, which is an interesting one. Um, positive, not negative, reads uh, avoid phrases like suffers from, which suggests discomfort, constant pain, and a sense of hopelessness. Wheelchair users may not view themselves as confined to a wheelchair, try thinking of it as a mobility aid instead, which is all quite helpful advice. Dad? Um, I, so this is, I think, a good example of political correctness. So I don't think this is bad political correctness. I think some of this is, is, is all good. I think historically we have said things like people are confined to a wheelchair, they suffer from whatever, and to the person that's experiencing that, and they might not be suffering, it might just be a particular ailment. I think there's there's huge amounts of controversy around things like this, especially, well, I was going to say especially around sight, but maybe it's just because I listened to, there's a Radio 4 thing, I forget what it's called, but it was a Radio 4 programme where they, they talk about kind of sight and sight issues and things like that. And, and even the sight community, the, um, the visually impaired community yes. can't even agree themselves on the term to use because some people think well I, i'm not visually impaired i am blind but other people say well don't call me blind because i can see but i'm just visually impaired so that that's probably where i have an issue with some of this now i'm glad you've brought up the controversy because i've read this article and it gets it gets a bit more confusing towards the end but we're going to focus on the first section so i've read through positive not negative everyday phrases such as um, people who use wheelchairs still go for walks. It's kind of standard terminology or um, people with visual impairments or people who are blind, as Dad's mentioned, they kind of switch between both, can't decide. Um, Maybe very pleased or not so much to see you. Common examples, according to this, um, that may associate impairments with negative things should be avoided. For example, deaf to our pleas or blind drunk. Um, neither of which I've actually heard recently used, but it then lists words to use and avoid. <coughs> um, yeah, Dad's already laughing. I, I admit that I, I had a little chuggle to myself when I first read this list. Um, does anyone want to highlight any of these? Steve? Mental. No, but I, I've had my hand up for so long. You've last... had your implement up. You've not had your hand up. Well, my implement is in my hands, so thank God. Well, how how to how do people in a wheelchair go for a walk? How is that possible? Unless you get. I I personally think it's the terminology. But sorry, I'm taking issue with this because if if you've got a a child right and you take them out. You take them out in a buggy, an expensive buggy, as we've discussed in a previous episode. No. You take your child for a walk, okay? No. Your child is not walking. They're, 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 in, the, they're in the buggy. You take the child, but you're not taking the child for what you're going for a walk because you're pushing the buggy. But you say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Ryan for a walk. Well, you he's don't not say going you're taking that child for a roll. 
So Ryan, Ryan's still the buggy, don't you? Ryan the buggy. Yeah. The melee's not quite a buggy, but not far off. Tem. Babies can't aren't, aren't, Tem. Aren't, aren't some prams called strollers? In America. So I'm so, going for so, a stroll. So a stroll is another word for walk. Yeah, but who if does... A pram's, if a pram's a stroller... The baby doesn't stroll. The baby's in the stroller. It's well, the I think, I think Stephen, that you're categorising the baby, and that's not helpful for anyone. I don't think we're talking about babies, so I think we should get back on topic. Can you uh, make... We are talking about babies. It's called Stephen. <laughs> that's not helpful. That's, that's not, not the politically <laughs> correct term. But it might be. I, I don't really know. It's not, that's it's on PC. Not, it's not a term I could refer to. That's... <laughs> <laughs> what would you prefer? Mentally young? <laughs> Challenged. No, I don't. You can't use mentally anything. Okay, not okay. So no, it says here mentally handicapped, mentally defective. You're not allowed to use. So that means you can't have a mental illness. A mental illness? Um, no, you're not supposed to use mental patient and saying mad. You're supposed to say person with a mental health condition. Oh, I don't like being called mental. <laughs> Dad? I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, can you make the screen bigger? Can you like zoom in a little bit? So I, I really like Just because you're um, visually impaired. <laughs> I don't like that term either. <laughs> Just because you're blind. <laughs> so I, th- this is genuinely, I, I did not know this, right? That um, spastic is to be avoided. And instead, we should use person with cerebral... I can't even say it. Cerebral. cerebral. No, it's cerebral palsy. No, it's cerebral palsy. It's not. It's cerebral palsy. Um, I, I didn't even know that a spastic was somebody with cerebral palsy. Do we, do we now have Snow White and the seven people with restricted growth or short <laughs> <laughs> Most likely, because they've stopped. This is something I learned the other week. They've stopped showing Tom and Jerry on TV because it's too violent. Mm, it is violent. So you can't get away from that. I mean, to be fair, it is. It is quite violent. And looking at the old ones, they were like harsh. But they've they've stopped showing them. Dad. Um, so so on on the dwarf thing though, and this this goes back to earlier <laughs> around kind of the lack of consensus, right? Because I know that Dwarf Davies, for example. He, he says, I have dwarfism, right? So he is, he uses the term, he's happy with the term. I don't think he likes being, being categorized as being uh, vertically challenged or a person with a restricted growth. He says, well, no, I've, I've got dwarfism. As far as I know, anyway, maybe, maybe his views have changed. I'm pretty sure he's happy with the term dwarfism. Let's stick to that. That's something I don't get, is that, like, if someone has dwarfism, then they are a dwarf. It's kind of in the name of the illness. Or not the illness, if it is now. Like, the they have dwarf, dwarfism. They're not a victim of dwarfism. But that's, like, midget, I kind of, I get. I get that that's not, not the nicest terms. Mid- midgets are lovely. Like, I love midgets. <laughs> They're a gem. Steve. I think the res- restricted growth gems. <laughs> Steaks. So there's one here that says avoid using able-bodied. So I know I I I, 
I have to be non-disabled. I mean, what <laughs> what is the difference? I mean, that that to me is just. I don't want people to go around saying not that they would in a sentence, but you know, Stephen, he's that non-disabled person. <laughs> it's just bonkers. There's, there's quite a few of them here that I I find a little bit weird, and I've never heard used. I'm invalid. Instead Inval- of disabled person, In- invalid. Invalid. <laughs> I mean, when you you read it, I read invalid. Yeah. Still. Not that way. Subnormal. Is there more we can look at? These are. This is the full list. The, right. the third okay. bit. Tell me when I'm getting short of time, so I'll go on to the third bits. Uh, Tim. Yeah, I noticed there's one there that says that you should avoid using the term an epileptic, a diabetic depressive so yeah i i've had epilepsy i didn't mind being called epileptic my dad has diabetes he doesn't mind being called diabetic i suffer from depression i don't mind being called uh, using the term depressive so maybe it's up to the individual yeah i i think it's more worded to say person with epilepsy and if i'm allowed to continue my time since this my last week we're all on seven seconds Shh, don't give the game away so it says so the third bit is the bit I wanted to discuss, some tips on behaviour. Now, this is where it starts to get a little bit confusing for me, and it might just be me being thick or um, mentally challenged or whatever it is I'm supposed to say. Um, but it says, so first of all, use a normal tone of voice. Don't patronise or talk down. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's pretty standard when you're speaking to pretty much anyone. Uh, no. Second, don't be too precious or too politically correct. Isn't that like, oh. be politically correct, but don't be too politically correct. Steaks. How can you not talk down to someone with restrictive growth? <laughs> wow. That, Wait, that's, that's a new law. <laughs> <laughs> we can answer that goal. question another day. <laughs> but that's, that's what I don't get, is they, they want you to be politically correct, but you, they don't want you to be too politically correct. Don't take it too far. Tim. I look forward, Ryan, because the bottom of the page says, is this page useful? Yes, no. I would like to know how you're going to respond to that. Um, Steaks. So it says speak directly to a disabled person, even if they have an interpreter. Or So if someone's... Surely if you speak to someone who's interpreting, would you not want to like maybe speak between between the two? No. Not be, I think it would be... That's one of the few I actually agree with on this last. No, no. If I was an interpreter and someone was, wasn't was speaking to me but not looking at me, I'd be furious. No, no. So with, with an interpreter, it's, to, it's totally different. So you... It's not. It, no, it is. And the, the no, dream... because they're people too, Klein. And that's what you forget. They're people too. And we all need to be looked at. No, no, no. So the, the, no, you, you're you're wrong here, right? And and the no. dan- the danger is, and I know this danger because I've fallen into it, right? Is that when you talk to the interpreter rather than the actual person, you end up saying you, you end up talking about the person that you should be talking to in the third person. So you end up saying, you know, how's he been feeling today? He's he's right there, and he's probably thinking, I'm right here, and that's why you say, you know, how have you been feeling today? And then the interpreter can sign or whatever. And that, that's what they're there for. Their role is not to be communicating with you. 
is to be a communicator for the person. So I, I agree with that one. Yeah, yeah. fall into the trap. It's horrible when you do it and you feel terrible. I think you fall into the trap because you haven't actually been been aware of, of who you're actually speaking to. But I still think, why would you not even have a glance at somebody who's interpreting? Why would you no, not No, it's do natural that? to have a glance. But glance, the point is, like, you should be speaking to the person. You shouldn't be speaking to the interpreter. That's, yeah, one, but, of the, that's one of the ones on the list I agree with. Speaking but, of number three... Never attempt to speak or finish a sentence for the person you're talking to. Um, so that wow. was that was fascinating, I have to say. Thank you, everybody, for your detailed, thorough, prior research for those topics and not for just waffling on about a lot of rubbish for 10 minutes. Um, I think you waffled a bit. I take umbrage to that. <laughs> so... Um, we did say that we had some some amazing news, but you know what? We're going to hold on to that news because we right. want you to listen in for our pod play. And maybe, just maybe, there's a little bit of a hint in there for what, what the news is. See if you can pick up on it, and I we'll give you a prize at the end for the first person to tweet us on at Beer and Banter, if that even exists on Twitter. Um, or on um, or on Instagram. First person to send us a direct message. Can you do direct messages on Instagram? I don't know. Private message. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, the first person to, to successfully communicate with us on a social media platform, telling us what the big news is, will win um, a Milky Way from Stephen. Uh, no, because you're putting Milky Ways in my mouth, and that's not on. Um, could I, Steve, I. I I, 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 I had something to say and sorry it's just throwing me off I can't even remember what it was but now it's gone go and, sorry Steaks go, go and put the light on that might help you remember could, before you put the light on Steaks could I ask for some guidance please yes um, scene one my first line I have this to shout the sentence are you deaf I said leave it I'm just wondering <laughs> what terminology i should use ask ryan <laughs> are you are you hearing impaired no because we do we not agree that things are too politically correct according to the government website you should use um deaf user of british sign language person with a hearing impairment Can i personally you... think we should go for user of british sign language i yeah, agree so is that okay Stiggs? oh yeah <laughs> Oh. So you're going to shout, are you a user of British Sign Language? I said, leave it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <coughs> We've got to keep him at the PC brigade. Absolutely. Um, who wants to be Tucker? I think you did a fantastic job last time, so I think you should I don't do it think again. I did. But... Yeah. Uh, it, it, I, I'll try it if you want. Well, go on then. Well, yeah, take, we could take it in turns. We were riding in yesterday. Oi, yeah. Oi, Robbo. Uh, you can give me Tucker. Ed who? <laughs> and, yeah, Tucker's going to die next week. Stephen <laughs> pushes him under a bus again. Under a truck. Ed truck. 
right? Oh, yeah. Well, well, we do the we'll do the little. You are not listening to the archers. <laughs> you are you listening to the Beer Banner podcast. Did you put a light on? on? Why? Because you're in the dark ages. Yeah, but you're freaking me out. I want, I want to see that like beautiful beard of yours in full illuminated glory. Um, I'm not afraid of the dark. Referred to as a beard. Put the light on, Sharon, please. Don't put it on. <laughs> I'll give you fifty p for the meter, meter later. <laughs> it's nice. Right. I remember what my topic was going to be. Now, ah, oh. I did actually have an idea. What? Why one p coins are terrible? Oh, they're not terrible. They are. They cost the Royal Mint more to produce them than they do to actually. Exactly. That's why they're brilliant. They're actually <laughs> worth. They're, they're, they're brilliant. One no, coin. they're not. Because, like, in the States, it costs them, I think it's two cents to produce every one cent coin. Oh, I get five cents coin. That's why the answer is cryptocurrency. Yeah. Well, basically, or just do what Canada did nine years ago and take out the penny. They don't have pennies in Canada anymore, as well they as killed, like... they killed. They killed everybody. Caught penny. <laughs> yeah, That's brutal. brutal. She refused to emigrate for that reason. Can we stop? You wouldn't be able to give the right change, surely, <laughs> if you got rid of the penny. Well, what they do is they round to the nearest five. Yeah, but then you'll be done out of money. Yeah, that's what they do. But that it doesn't it, like it doesn't work that way because. When you look at it, it's like you might lose one cent somewhere, but you also gain one cent elsewhere in Canada. So, whatever, Nova Tars. <laughs> Nova Syrup. Are you waiting for Ed to respond, Klein? Or? Ed's not joining. No, he's he's not coming. I think Ed's permanently removed. Right. Shall we go? Leave that waste storage unit where it is. It's clearly been overfilled by two millimetres. I said leave it. Are you a user of British Sign Language? I said leave it. This would never happen in the Ronda. A respect is a dish best served with a double helping of Welsh rarebit and a side salad of salad. One day very soon I'll be your supervisor and I'll get you some curtains. Do I make myself clear? Right, I'm off. And I got a brace of haggis that day. Hector Donald couldn't believe it. And to this very day, he refuses to acknowledge what happened. Mind you, he died a few years back. But when we got back to Ochensby-Lochen, well, the whole village was in raptures. And all because of me and my haggis. Wee Morag said she'd skin them and cook up a lovely meal, which she did. And she enjoyed it very much. But to answer your question, it's just turned seven o'clock. With Rob Bryden in yesterday, I said, Oi, Robbo, what the Stephen Fry are you doing here? Because I'm hungry, he said. Who's cousin hungry? I said, well, Bryden just stared at me. Anyway, the comedy thing isn't going so well, so he decided the best plan of action 
is to be a trucker. He had a full lot of cement. That for your face, I said. Well, Brighton just stared at me. And then he started to cry. Then he looked up and said, it's not for my face. It's for Whitley building supplies. Put me right in my place, be Brighton. Yes, it's Schmidt Santana. I'm a little nervous. Do you mind if I sing? It, it helps calm the nerves. I swore, I swore I would be true. And honey, so did you. So why were you holding your hand? Is that the way we stand? Were you lying all the time? Was it just a game to you? Okay, we're on. Right, right, deep breath. Oh, this this letter looks very official. I'm from Winkle Picking Association of Winkle Pickers. My my hands are stop shaking hands. I I need you more than ever. Open envelope, careful, careful, and yes, I'm in. Now hands very careful. Take take out letter slowly, Enoch. Remember what happened last time when I was eager to open letter. Easy does it. Or as I say, don't break the egg before it's been hatched. Okay, what does letter say? Dear Enoch, we, the WPAWP, would like to invite you to be our new chief of Winkle operations. Your Winkle picking exploits have not escaped our attention and we sincerely hope you will accept our job offer. The role is based at our headquarters and in Barnfleet and includes a competitive salary, two pairs of winkle pickers a year, and all the winkles you can eat. Please contact us if you would like to accept our offer. Yours in all, Shelley Fish. Good evening, lads. Enoch, the carpet's just been hoovered, so stop sniffing around for food. I'm just looking for the match, but uh, I, I can't find it. Good good carpet fitter. How are you all tonight, then? Anything exciting happening? Always, Sherry. Every day is a work day, you know, Sherry. So you work weekends now, Rocky? No, I didn't mean that. You're being just a little bit of a word twister. Twisted my words, Sherry. Not succulent. But you said every day is a work day, Rocky. Explain yourself. Well, I know what I said, Schmidt. I don't need you repeating on me. I mean that I'm always working even when I'm not at work. Thinking about ways to improve the others that I work in close proximity to. I send them texts even on weekends, Sherry, if I think of something they could be doing better. Were you used as a basketball when you were born, Rocky? You're not right in the head. Calm down, Schmidt. I'm sure Rocky is just having a laugh. No, Claddy. I don't come to the pub to have a laugh. What would be the sense in that? So, Rocky, what did you say to the colleague you last texted? I said, Quinton, you should change your name to something less stupid, like David. People might respect you then. Now, Rocky, no need to behave like a piece of pork. Can you just talk normally? 
I'm tired of trying to decipher your sentences. You want on a round of Richard Branson's House of Cards, you know. Decipher that, Tucker. Well, I think Rocky needs to get an early night. Enoch, you seem very quiet tonight. How was your day? Get around, Enoch, before you start. I'm feeling Jeff first. Yes, uh, drink from my comrades. Enoch, what's wrong with you? Yeah, Enoch, do you want to have a lie down? No, 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 no. I, I get drink for you all. I had I had good year with Winkles. Well, if you say so, Enoch. Oh, very peculiar. Very unusual. So, Schmidt, what's new with you? Well, I have some very huge news, but it probably won't work out. Oh, tell me more. Well, I was actually in a kind of derelict building with some people with big piles of money beside them. You're not in some kind of trouble, are you, Smith? No, no. It's that program, Dinosaur's Den. You mean Dragon's Den? No, it's Dinosaur's Den. It's on Channel 5. Never heard of it, Smith. Well, I've never heard of Dragon's Den. Is that a children's show? No, Smith. It's where, it's where entrepreneurs have business ideas and give them ideas to rich people. Well, they don't give it away. They give it a bit of their business if they accept an offer from a dragon. Oh, well, that's very similar to Dinosaur Den. So how did Dinosaur Den go, Schmidt? Well, I did my pitch and they were astounded, but I can't say any more until it airs. So you're in the money, Schmidt. Well, you could say that, but let's move on. Enoch, you're acting all weird today. What the county meat is wrong with you? Well, it's a difficult day for me. I got a letter from WPAWP. The Winkle Pickers Association of Winkle Picking? No, Tucker, no. The, the Winkle Picking Association of Winkle Pickers. Oh, apologies, Enoch. I keep getting things ping-pong today. Not to worry. I, I'm very emotional. I, I, I'm moving away from my friends. Do you what? Oh, Enoch. Oh, I know, Sherry. It, it, it's serious. So, what did this letter say, Enoch? I was offered a job, a head of Winkle operations, but I, I have to move away. No! Boy, oh. You can't move, Enoch. You can't. I got Rob Bryden's autograph for you. I wish you every success, Enoch. Glad I was able to help you get this new job. Give over. Give. <laughs> hold on. Let me, let me just get back in. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Give over, basketball boy. What about your, your hot Enoch? Your video subscription channel. Have you taught this through? I have, comrades. I, I have. But, you know, we, we never got to cook each other lunch. Yeah, Clary, I, I promise you, one day we cook. Of all the souls I've encountered in my travels, his was the most human. Tucker, Clary, Schmidt, Sherry, even, even you, Rocky, I've been and always shall be your friend. This is a new day, a new beginning. When do you leave, Enoch? I go tomorrow. No, no point in leaving it longer than it needs to be. Oh, we'll miss you, my love. 
and I you, even Rocky, my friends. I go now. Few things I need to take care of. Have another drink on me. I don't know when it will be my round again. What? <gasps> da, da, da. come back maybe occasionally yeah occasionally <laughs> yeah. if seats can pay me enough <laughs> I can't <laughs> so people um, if you're still there you might have sensed the little hint in there about our big news which is that Ryan McCarthy aka Ryan Klein McCarthy aka Enoch is leaving us because <laughs> because <I'm> free <laughs> Because he just can't be bothered anymore, let's face it. He's got bigger fish to fry. He's got his own podcast to be famous for. I've got more podcasts to focus on, yeah. We're just not, we're not big enough. Any parting words, we, I think we should all shout, speech, speech. Ding, ding, ding. I, I, think that, I think you all are fed up with me speaking. And to be honest, I gave it away earlier on the episode when I said since this is my last episode, can I get a lot more than 10 minutes? Yeah, but I can, I can edit that out, you see. Yeah, you can, oh. but I don't think you will. Not live, not live. It's allowed. Not live, not live. Oh, it's not live. And it's not allowed. I don't allow myself. You to should. Do it. You should speak clearer. Invalid. I'm trying to eat some chocolate. Invalid. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just let let me wrap up, folks. Okay. All right. So a little bit of silence to make it easier for Stephen Data. <clears throat> There we go. Okay, so that's the cue. So, everybody, thank you for listening. Um, it's been amazing. It's been emotional. Um, Ryan, any parting words? So long and thanks for all the fish. Wow, original. He's, he's had like weeks to think about that. And can, can I just say before Ryan goes that he's been he's been tottering on the edge for ages thinking about messaging Stephen he kept saying to me oh, I'm going to message Stephen let him know that I'm going oh I'm going to message Stephen today but it went on for days and days he was so nervous about letting you letting you down Steve he really has so I think I, 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 well, I, I do really feel let down just let's get it when I, did I, I message you I don't remember messaging you <laughs> did your dad message message me for you did he no, I, I didn't, because I I deliberately didn't want to break the news. I thought, no, Ryan's got to be... I don't actually remember messaging you. He's I remember a big like... boy now, but then Steve says to me <laughs> that he was writing Enoch out, and I thought, oh, so Ryan's told him. <laughs> I remember one well, night, I was going to message you. I can't remember if I did it that night or another day. You messaged me on the 9th of July. When was that? Saying that you were, you were in tears, but... On Friday. But you had to let me know that you That's were why I don't remember it was on Friday. I did I did hear sobbing coming from the bedroom, I have to say. Yeah. 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 But anyway, what well, out with the old and then with the new, we'll find <laughs> out. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> Soon enough. You're bringing um, people. <laughs> That's JP, me. It's like the best people on this podcast have left. But the thing is, right, it, it's a bit like sifting the, the wheat from the chaff, right? Or the chaff from the wheat. What we're left Chaves. with... 
is is like that cream. You know when you have like a really nice coffee and you've got the creme on top. That's like the best bit. That's kind of. Are you trying I, to say you're the cream of the crop? Yes, we are. I think the three of us. Green personally. Are cream the cream of the crop. I like that. We went wheat, wheat and chaff cream. Yeah, wheat yeah. and chaff cream. That's us. That's yeah. the title of our next podcast. Anyway, folks, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in. Um, tune in next week when there might or might not be a, a podcast posted <laughs> on how Stephen's feeling. There um, might or might not be. All the <laughs> Remember and tell all your friends about this amazing podcast and where to find us. And I do hope that you've managed to stay dry on your walk and you've not managed to get poop on your hand while you used one of those stupid poop bags. And if you're in a wheelchair, you have not gone for a walk. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Rate us on iTunes. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye.